A trend that has recently really popped off on TikTok and Instagram is slow living, the soft life, whether that's being a Pilates girl or overall just being more attuned to your own emotions, feelings, and body. And it's become so much more popular than I would have ever thought because our culture in America is so fast paced and go, 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 get everything done in one day. It's so interesting to see how this wave has affected people differently. There are different elements that go into it. I think the argument that your socioeconomic status does impact how you can implement a slow lifestyle into you know your day-to-day life People kind of came down hard on these girls who would post TikToks about how they would do basically nothing during their day besides wake up at 11 o'clock, drink a green juice, go do a workout, and then do social media for the rest of the day. Or, you know, something that really didn't have a whole lot of substance to it. Today, I want to unpack what does slow living really mean? What does that look like? And how have I implemented that in my life in my own way? And I just kind of want to talk about it. It's such a simple concept, but it's really hard to implement. So let's get into it. For me, slow living is uncomfortable. I am so used to being so busy all the time. I enjoy being busy. I don't like having a super empty agenda and nothing to do not that i've experienced that a whole lot in my life but i like having a sense of purpose i do think though sometimes when we are so occupied with our job or our hobbies or keeping up with our social life we kind of become detached from who we really are because we're trying to maintain all these different identities oh, I want to be really good at my job. I want to be a really good friend. I want to be a good partner. I want to make sure that I'm covering all these bases and that I'm doing a really good job. I think women experience that. I think men experience those pressures in their own way. And slow living requires us to stop and change that pattern, implementing things like meditation and resetting your circadian rhythm by going to bed earlier, not staying up until two in the morning, scrolling through TikTok or doing whatever else you might be occupied with during that time. Valuing the time that you put into your wellness routine, whatever that might look like, that to me is slow living. It's not really the products that you buy and the types of workouts that you do. You could be someone who is a power lifter and does super crazy hit workouts all the time and still implement slow living. One thing does not negate the other. You can be someone who really likes to go out and party. I don't think it has to be if you don't fit into this mold of you do yoga all the time and you wake up at five in the morning and you meditate for an hour. Most people can't actually do that so if we're interested in this you know we kind of have to figure out what is realistic for your lifestyle but also what's missing from what you currently have sometimes if we are so off base from where we want to be it requires a full 180 
You can't plant seeds in infected soil that is killing your plants and not allowing anything to grow. If you want a new plant to grow fresh, it needs good soil. It needs to have the proper environment to grow those roots. Sometimes I notice that people kind of go through these, I want to even call them like karmic cycles. Like we make decisions based off of what we think is best. And sometimes we end up surrounded by people and habits that don't actually reflect what we want. Sometimes change evolves naturally from that and whatever those relationships are and patterns and tendencies, those naturally fade out with time. And sometimes our attachments are so strong and our habits are so deeply ingrained in us that it requires quitting cold turkey, deciding one day, this is not for me anymore. I know that this makes me feel good on some days, but I also need to honor the fact that it's not making me feel how I want to feel. So this is the change that I'm choosing. A soft life requires hard boundaries. You cannot have peace in your life if you are allowing anything and everything to enter your mental space because you are then relinquishing your power and your control to other things that are not considering your well-being, that are not considering how that might be affecting you on a daily basis. The only thing that you can control is yourself. And if the things around you cannot respect those needs, those boundaries, then it can't be around you if you are really trying to find that softness and that inner peace in yourself friends who you know that they have that shared goal and that shared energy of wanting to have a comfortable, happy, and restful lifestyle. At least I have people in my life, a few, who really connect with me on having that same desire. And then I have friends who that doesn't really resonate with them. And it doesn't mean that they're a bad friend. It doesn't mean that we can't be friends. We just don't necessarily have that in common. We're not always going to read the same books. We're not always going to be into the same speakers and podcasts. And that's fine. We can talk about it. We can have conversations, but also accept the fact that we just differ in that regard. Not to a point where being in each other's lives is a hindrance. The friendships that require stricter boundaries, that might be not having contact with that person. I think that applies to friends who are undercutting your potential, people who are physically holding you back from being the person that you want to be. It's really hard to look at friendships in your life that have become really close and bonded. If I want to make this change in my life, I'm looking for some type of transformation, but I don't really feel like the people around me want that too. Like I'm really committed to my growth but I don't really see that in the people around me. I hear that so often from people who come to me about this topic or about mental health. And they're just like, you know, I'm curious about this and I'm interested in this. I want to do better for myself, but I just feel so alone in these thoughts. I feel like I'm the only person who wants to have these conversations and the people around me 
have such superficial desires and conversation topics and things that we bond over that it doesn't ever feel like it's the right time and place to be talking about those things, which is such a valid experience. It is hard to find people who are aligned with you. Because of that, a soft life requires you to be comfortable being by yourself. Deciding to be alone, if it means that you won't have to force yourself to show up in a way that isn't authentic to you in a social setting that is going to make you feel miserable or that you know you don't really want to be there but you feel like you have to. I've had some of the best growth experiences in my life from saying no to things that I repeatedly always said yes to before. Having the courage to disappoint people is really hard because sometimes we feel like we're letting down the people in our lives that are closest to us. But setting boundaries with people, even if it's something small like I don't have the capacity to do this favor for someone today. It could be a big boundary like, okay, I, I don't think I can talk to this person until I feel like we are truly on the same page. By setting those clear boundaries, you're creating the environment for yourself to have a soft life. If you're not able to implement those boundaries, you're always going to be inundated with the same obstacles that are preventing you from having a soft life. If you have someone who is constantly stressing you out and giving you reasons to think less of yourself, overwork yourself, or otherwise add more pressure to your day-to-day life, that relationship is preventing you from having that softness. Because when we feel threatened or criticized that we aren't enough, we develop this hardness, this outer shell to protect us because we want to feel okay and we want to prove that that person is wrong, that we are enough, we're working hard, we deserve the good things in our lives. And it makes us cold and resistant. We're not open to the possibility of there being more All we see is this single narrative that we've been given that what we're doing isn't worthy and that we'll never be enough and we're never trying hard enough. Part of the soft life is rejecting that idea and deciding for yourself what you're doing. Maybe you were super productive. Maybe you did one thing and (laughs) that was the accomplishment of the day. Both of those things are equally valuable. Holding space for the days that are really really great energized and awesome and also the days where you struggled and maybe you cried and you had to call someone for support or journal or listen to sad music or watch an old nostalgic movie holding space for the days like that too having a soft life doesn't mean having an emotionless or delusional life that's not the same thing Being able to lean into your own sensitivities, allowing that to be a good thing, that's something that's really new for me. Appreciating my emotions and seeing them as a gateway to express myself more openly and honestly. If I honor the sadness, disappointment, or rejection, then I'm allowing myself to learn how to communicate that better and how to just be a better person. If I'm always avoiding how I really feel, then that's gonna come through in how I speak to other people. And it's definitely gonna come through in how I speak to myself. 
if I can learn to accept that there are going to be really hard days. There can be hard weeks or months, and it's a part of the process. It doesn't mean that you can't enjoy all of it, you know? It doesn't mean that those difficult days can't be as profound as the really good days. Sometimes when we have a really emotional moment, that leads to a breakthrough. That leads to a deeper sense of understanding. People are so adverse to the idea of crying and expressing despair or anguish, anything that makes us feel bad the more that you resist that energy the more it manifests in jealousy and anger and hatred it just moves around within our brains if we're not releasing it by learning to release those negative emotions in a healthy way we learn how to engage better with the other sides of ourselves that have been suppressed underneath all of those emotions Underneath all of the depression and anxiety and the things that afflict us on a daily basis sometimes is your true authentic self that's waiting to come out. The more that we slow down and allow ourselves to be quiet and still, we're creating that space for our true self to come out. I've had moments in my life where I wanted to avoid negative emotions so much that I focused so hard on if I could just power through it, then it would pass. But at a certain point, if that's your only strategy, push through and try harder, drink more caffeine and have more energy, eventually you hit a wall. You hit a wall and it hurts. It's not fun. It's not pleasant. And you have to deal with that pain and let that pain be your lesson that that is not the way. Another part of having a soft life is learning how to trust yourself to be your best advocate, to be the best spokesperson for your body. I know that's a weird way of putting it, but if your body is telling you that it's tired, it's your job to relay that message to whatever is demanding your energy. You have to be the spokesperson of your soul and your intuition. Our thoughts live inside of our brains, but it's never going to reach anyone else until we speak it. We have to learn to trust what our body is telling us, command more control over what we actually have control over, how we communicate our needs to each other, how we treat ourselves as we're making decisions throughout the day. Maybe traditionally you would wake up, go to work, come back, cook a meal that you usually make because it's easy you watch tv and you go to bed if that routine is not working for you part of integrating this softness and this self-love is the courage to implement some changes and say you know what i want to feel differently so maybe after work i go to the gym for half an hour and i see how i feel and maybe after the gym i want to cook a different meal than i usually make and maybe after that, I'll feel energized and I'll call my friend and we'll hang out or we'll FaceTime. And then after that connection, then I feel happy and I feel calm and then I can sleep better. These things all add up. Every choice that we make throughout the day leads to the next. We might think that implementing a small change isn't going to make that big of a difference, but it can. Having a soft life happens incrementally most of the time. It doesn't happen in one day. It's uncomfortable. It's hard. That's why it's not fast. But it's important to try. It would help stress levels. 
anxieties that we have about everything all the time as we're scrolling all day and watching videos of what's happening around the world and everybody is panicked and sad and stressed out implementing a soft life is i think one of the best trends and things that i've seen online in a long time and it's something that deeply resonates with me i hope this was helpful for people thank you for tuning in bye